0: This instalment of the Kingmaker Histories began, as many great historical incidents do, inside a brothel.
1: When I woke up this morning, I didn't think this was how today was going to go.
2: Life is full of surprises, Colette. That seems to be its one constant. Aye, well, at least the decor is tasteful. Last time I saw curtains this nice, I was looting the castle.
0: The Ruby Rabbit Brothel had been an institution in the city of Hundkopf for almost 30 years by 1911, allowing a wide variety of discerning clients to fulfil an even wider variety of fantasies. While Maxim Moretz was intimately involved in the systems of dark commerce beneath the surface of Hundkopf, it would be inaccurate to say that he had a stranglehold around all of the city's vices. The proprietor of Hundkopf's most popular house of ill repute, was a man largely shrouded in mystery, until his fateful run-in with Colette, Telesphore, and Aizen brought a number of ugly secrets to light.
3: Are you really quite sure
2: this was a legitimate job offer and not some kind of practical joke, Aizen? The letter looked extremely official. I think it's one of Moretz's friends. Anyway, trust me, we'll be the first man in history to walk out of here with more money than we came in with.
1: I'm not sure how much faith I can put into a business that doesn't have a proper waiting room.
2: Oh, come on, Colette. Don't brush off an opportunity to take in some of the local color.
1: I think I saw a man go into one of the back rooms with a
2: goat. It takes all kinds to make a world. How very tolerant of you. The promise of money brings that out in a man.
1: All I'm saying is it better be a lot. Some of the men by the bar are looking at me in an unwholesome fashion, and I really don't care for it.
3: Oh, I don't think I've seen you around here before.
1: Tall, dark,
3: and handsome.
1: Were you describing just one of us or all three?
2: Hopefully the first.
3: (laughs) But if it was the second, am I tall or handsome?
4: (laughs) (laughs) These ones are funny. (laughs)
3: Perhaps you'd like to leave your lady friend by the bar and join us in a private booth?
4: Unless she'd like to join you. For dancing. And conversation.
3: While well, I'm sure you two are charming conversationalists. I'm afraid we're here on business. Maybe just a quick session?
2: Five marks. A bargain, really. A bargain? For being beaten and robbed on the roadside, maybe. But uh, no thank you, ladies.
4: <laughs> Cheapskates? Let's go, Lottie. There will be others more appreciative of our talents. Anaïs does the dance of the seven veils. But you'll never see that now. Never.
1: I guess seeing her dance would have been cool. You know, if you're into that.
2: To be fair, I am. But right now, I'd rather keep my five marks and imagine.
3: That mentality is why we haven't had a nice night out in years.
2: I want a lich and Co. Aye, that's us. At your service. Mr. Balak will see you now. You will laugh at his jokes. You'll show great interest in his anecdotes. You will agree with any opinions he expresses. Right,
0: this way.
1: That seems like a bad sign.
0: It was, in fact, a bad sign. Jan Balek, the owner of the Ruby Rabbit, was a 52-year-old Czech businessman who'd immigrated to the Kingdom of Valor a few years before the Revolution to make his fortune. In the ensuing chaos, Balek had set up a successful people-smuggling operation that allowed wealthy royalists to escape into Germany and Switzerland at extortionate prices. After raising considerable capital with that business, he repurposed that same people-smuggling infrastructure to funnel in desperate refugees and asylum seekers from surrounding nations. Those who couldn't repay their smuggling debts would be made to work off their payments with service, most commonly in the Ruby Rabbit. Though when Aya, Winterlich and co. entered Jan Balek's office, all they knew was that he was a man willing to pay handsomely for a favour. Contractors you requested,
5: sir. Yes, yes, magnificent. Mm. Please, all of you, take a seat. Take a cigar if you like. Mm. That's very kind of you, Mr. Balak. Yum. Please, call me Yum. Relax. Get comfortable. I can get a few girls in here to play footstool if you'd like to put your feet up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a good one, Jan.
5: What can I say? I am the life of the party. (laughs) Sorry for mm, seeing you during my lunch break. Hopefully, unprofessional of me. Mm. I should be lashed to a cross for such crimes. (laughs) I'm a busy man. I can scarcely find time to blink these days. Rabbit pie is somewhat of a comfort food. Still, feels wrong to dine alone. Tov! Drinks. Get them drinks. Perhaps some pâté? Hmm? With apricots? Of course, sir.
2: That won't be necessary, uh Jan. We're happy to get right into business.
5: My food isn't good enough for you?
2: No, no, it, it, it's not that. It's,
3: uh... Um, what my associate means to say is... Was
5: I talking to you?
3: Well, I... Uh... Yes
5: or no question.
2: Oh, we ate before we came is, is the thing. Yeah,
1: we're good till dinner.
5: I invite you into my establishment. My guess Do you have any idea how rude it is to deny a host's generosity? How embarrassing! Can you even possibly imagine what a terrible first impression that would be? And what an embarrassed host might be forced to do to regain his pride? <laughs> Sorry, so sorry. I'm just pulling your leg. Oh, goodness. Your, your face is yo oh, You look like your life's flashed before your eyes. <laughs> please, please, be at ease. Just my check sense of humor. We're all friends here. I'm happy to get down to business. Dolph, uh, the photo, see you play. <laughs> of course, Mr.
0: Bannock.
1: Who's this, Mr... uh... Jan?
5: He may look like a man, but rest assured, he's a snake. That's Rudy Klein, a competitor of mine in the flesh business, operating mostly in Germany. Of course, I have nothing against a little healthy competition. Keeps us on our toes, doesn't it, Tov? On our toes, sir. But Rudy Klein isn't a man of honor. He resorts to base tactics because he knows he can't win if he plays fair.
2: What kind of tactics are we talking? Vandalism,
5: whisper campaigns, predatory pricing? Ha! Try kidnapping on for size.
2: Yikes,
1: I didn't realize this was such a cutthroat industry. You
5: have no idea. This nasty little viper came in and stole away Nixie. My best girl. She's a flesh crafter, you see. The things she could do with her... <laughs> Oof! <laughs> suffice to say, she was popular with some of my high rollers. <laughs> my top earner. I need her back at all costs. Before that thieving cretin can spirit her away to Berlin.
3: With all due respect, does this not seem like more of a police matter?
5: Police?! <laughs> those buffoons?! Do you really think I'd be better off with those bumbling corrupt apes meddling in my business? One of you just suddenly developed some pathological fear of money.
3: Just asking all the standard questions, young.
5: <laughs> Forgive me. Forgive me. Just a little, Jape. I mean nothing by it. God, you people are so wound up tightly. Gosh, I can only imagine the employers
2: you've worked with before. So just to be crystal clear, you want us to find this Rudy and get your nicks back?
5: Precisely. But it won't be easy. Rudy is a mentalist and a good one. Power of suggestion, you see. If you hear a word coming out of his mouth, It could compromise your efforts. I'll give you a 500 mark stipend to assist in the investigation and another 1,500 upon completion of the job.
2: 1,500?
5: Upon completion, yes. Hopefully that will provide sufficient motivation to do the job and do it right.
2: Holy shit.
5: We'll get right on it.
1: Good jobs done quick. That's our motto. It's
3: been an interesting experience meeting you, Mr. Barley.
5: Oh, and um, before you go, one more thing. Just a bit of fun, really. I love to tell this story. Do you know why I call my business the Ruby Rabbit?
1: Uh, no. <clears throat> but I'd like to!
5: It's a tribute to my father. The greatest man I ever knew. He was a hunter and a busher back in the old country. And I apprenticed under him as a lad. He taught me everything I know about business.
2: Ah, oh, that's very sweet.
5: So we'll be going. But that's not all he taught me. He taught me salesmanship. He taught me the value of grit and hard work. He also taught me the best way to skin a rabbit. He was good. <laughs> so good. He'd skin them so quick they'd still be alive for some time afterwards. He'd throw them right into the salt barrel after that. They'd wriggle around all Ruby red and salt themselves. I always found that to be a striking image. Took me forever to learn his technique. Oh, an awful lot of practice, you know. But now, I dare say, I'm even better at it than he was. Look at me, rambling on. Good luck with the job. You have my full confidence.
0: And with that unpleasant anecdote concluded, Colette Eisen and Telesphore were on their way, looking to find the kidnapper Rudy Klein and his victim, the missing woman Nix. The trio returned to their van to plan the next steps.
3: What a
2: truly ghastly man! It felt like talking to a drainage vent. Be that as it may, he's clearly flushed with cash, so I see we swallow pride and get it over with. We won't feel so bad when we're counting our marks, eh? Ching, ching, ching.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Didn't something about that seem fishy to you?
2: Oh, like what?
1: He's got money. He's got people like that big scary guy working for him. Why hire us?
2: Because Lady Luck is finally smiling upon us, Colette. Don't overthink it. If we let a little sleaze distract us from a baby, we might as well all go to the poorhouse now. Where shall we begin a search for the mysterious Mr. Klein, then? He practically only gave us a name and a photograph. Well, it's not like he could have given us a photo of a fleshcrafter girl. She could look like anybody right now. Didn't Balak
1: say something about Rudy sneaking Nix back to Berlin? The army has all the borders locked down right now. If they wanted to get out, they'd need to forge papers, right?
2: Aye. You've got a point there, Cole. So
1: it's simple. You two have been doing crimes around here for years. Who do you think they'd go to in Hundekopf to forge some
0: papers? Leipzig Paul. Paul Holst, better known to his friends by his moniker, Leipzig Paul, was another German immigrant and a pillar of the Hundkopf criminal community. A skilled artificer specialised in the field of paperwork, leipzig Paul was one of the finest document forgers anywhere in Europe. It was a lucrative side business he ran out of his seemingly legitimate front business, Holst's Photography and Camera Repair. So, naturally, that particular shop was exactly where they were heading. Well, well,
6: well. Didn't think I'd be seeing Valor's most wanted in my doorway any time soon. You must really be desperate now. Lovely to see you
2: again too, Paul. It's really been too long. Last time must have been when, you know, I needed that birth certificate for that Prussian mint blag.
6: And now I see you have a guest. Who's the charming young lady?
1: Colette! Pleasure to meet you, Leipzig-Paul.
6: Wish I could say the same. You three are red hot right now. Frankly, you're putting my life and livelihood in danger just by being here. Can't say I appreciate that. Ah, don't worry. We won't trouble you for long. You won't
2: happen to by any chance know this fella.
6: Hmm, my memory isn't what it used to be. Oh, hundred marks. Now that you mention it, I think he was in my store yesterday. Yeah, him and a lady friend. A real looker. Not that I make value judgments on that sort of thing.
1: Did they give you their names?
6: Honey, people come to me to get names, not give them. And they seem to be in a real hurry, even by my client's standards. Did you give them what they came in for? They couldn't afford what they came in for. With all the new measures that stuffed shirt Holtzman put in, my prices have had to go up. They added four new watermarks! Four! And I suppose I have you three to blame for that?
1: But this guy's a mentalist. Balak said he had the power of suggestion. Couldn't he have just compelled you to give him the
4: papers?
6: You think if anyone could just compel me to give them papers, I'd still be in business? His store is voided out of Azul. I've got sigils like you wouldn't believe under the wallpaper. The strongest fire mage you know couldn't outshine a damp matchstick in here.
1: Then what happened? Did you just send them away?
6: He told me he'd come up with the money and head back in a couple of days. I don't expect to see him anytime soon, but that's no skin off my nose. The way things are going in this country, I think my business is about to be booming.
3: Glad to know that some people are weathering the storm. Aye,
6: while the rest of us are drowning. Also, maybe I just misheard you, but did you say you're working with Balek?
1: Yep, he's paying us top dollar to track down this guy and his, um, lady friend.
6: He didn't need to be top dollar to work with Jan Balek. He and I had an agreement back in the day. Someone in his line of work needed good papers on the rig. But some of the stuff he and his friends got up to... Well, let's just say I stay clean these days. Keep your vets about you.
2: I'll keep that in mind. So, where could our good friend Ruby be now? I'll answer your question
3: with another question. If you needed to make money quickly in Huntkopf, where would you go?
4: (laughs) your vets, please. Place your bets, please.
2: Put it all on red. Red's my lucky number. I think you've had too many, pal.
4: For the next hour, two-for-one drinks for high rollers. Only at the lucky dog, Robin. Hit me.
2: Hey, now you're playing like a man, Hans. And you, sir?
7: Hit me. What? Are you sure? I'm feeling lucky.
3: (laughs) Someone likes to live dangerously.
7: I never gamble anything I'm not prepared to lose.
6: What'd you say your name was again, buddy?
7: I didn't. Hit me. If you insist, sir. How about we make this interesting? I'll double my bet if you double yours.
3: Double? (laughs) Ha! You crazy?
7: Nah, just bored. And you are too. You want you to double, want to my, double my, bet. my bet?
3: Okay, all in. Yeah, screw it, all in. Good.
7: Now you're playing like men.
5: The poker face on this guy. Why so confident, asshole? You know something we don't?
7: I imagine I know a lot of things you don't.
3: Hey, smart mouth. How would you feel if I had a few less teeth? Fewer. What?
7: Fewer teeth.
3: That's it.
5: I'm gonna snap this guy in half!
7: Gentlemen... You don't want to do anything violent. You're...
5: You're right. I don't want to do anything violent.
7: In fact, I think you both feel like folding and going home. Sir... And you don't feel like doing anything about it. I've won big tonight.
5: Good game, gentlemen.
3: I guess I'll go home.
5: My wife is gonna kill me. Too easy.
2: Rudy Klein, I presume. Shit. It behooves you to come quietly, Mr. Klein. I
3: think there's
7: been a misunderstanding.
2: I- I really don't need to hear any excuses from a kidnapper. Where's the woman?
3: Kidnapper? Of course that's what he told you. Sick bastard. Delaying tactics won't help you here. If you cooperate with us- You both want to let me
7: go.
2: On your way. Sorry for troubling you, mate.
7: No problem.
2: Uh,
3: what the hell just happened? The power of suggestion. Come on, after him!
0: Meanwhile, Colette was outside the Lucky Dog Robin Casino performing the much maligned task of lookout duty.
1: God, I hate lookout duty. Why am I never allowed to go into the casinos and confront people? I can be confrontational when I want to be.
7: <laughs>
2: Excuse me.
1: Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh my God. Was that.
2: Rudy. Oh, damn it. Go away. Oh.
3: His power of suggestion is a lot stronger than I'd imagined. Next
2: time, we really can't let him get a word in. If there's a next time. Somebody who was meant to be on lookout duty, let him go.
1: You guys let him go first. This failure is on all of us.
3: If he has any sense at all, he won't hit a casino again after that. We'll need to rethink
2: our entire plan. With casinos out of the question, we don't have any more leads. He's a ghost, Telsey.
1: I think your ghost might have dropped something. A matchbook? Huh. Three Frogs. What does that mean? Three
3: Frogs? That's what it says.
1: Yeah, on the back.
3: That must be a matchbook from the Three Frogs Inn. That isn't far from
2: here. So you're saying we have a lead? The best one yet, in fact. Ha ha ha! Put that on your pipe and smoke it. We might be seeing that 1,500 marks after all.
0: Encouraged by this sudden break in the case, the trio didn't waste any time in finding the Three Frogs Inn and talking to its innkeeper about the matter at hand. No vacancies.
1: We know. We're not trying to book a room.
0: Then why are you here? To admire the scenery? One of your
3: guests, Rudy Klein, is a friend of ours, and we'd like to speak with him.
0: Then what is his room number?
3: Well, we hoped you'd be able to help us with that.
0: If he didn't tell you his room number, he probably doesn't want you visiting.
2: Look, we get it. You're a professional. You've got ethics. You don't want to tell us anything that might violate your guest's privacy. So here's what I'm going to do. A piece of paper. A pencil. And 200 marks. In case writing it is easier for you.
0: After money did indeed prove the key to warping the innkeeper's sense of professionalism, Colette, Eisen, and Telesphore quietly crept up onto the second floor of the Three Frogs Inn, ready to confront Rudy and rescue Nyx.
2: We probably should have thought about a plan before we got up here. I wouldn't recommend barging in. If
3: he's taken Nyx as a hostage, a shootout could put her in danger. She's
1: a flesh crafter. Can't she just heal herself?
2: You should know by now, Colette. Not every flesh crafter is Ariadne Culver. Room four.
1: Hold on, I have a plan.
2: Can we discuss this plan?
1: No time, he doesn't know I'm with you guys. What? Cleaning lady, need to grab the sheets. Mind if I drop in?
7: Okay, just be quick.
1: Oh, I will be.
2: Oh, for fucking hide? Thank you. She's rather good sometimes, isn't she? She definitely has her moments. I'll give her that.
1: He's alone and unarmed.
2: All right, then. Hello, Rudy.
3: You don't... The only things I want to hear out of your mouth are very specific answers to our very specific questions. Understood?
7: Yes.
2: Understood.
1: Phew. It's always kind of scary when you get like this.
2: Believe me when I say, you really can't give this one an inch.
7: Where is Nix? He's not who you think he is. Not an answer, pal. Where is Nix? He'll kill me, he'll kill you, and he'll kill her.
1: Rudy, this is going to be a lot easier if you just tell us where Nix is.
7: Okay, fine. She's behind you with a shotgun. (laughs) Hello. You don't don't want want to take take her gun.
2: Oh, for fuck's sake.
1: How did she get the jump on us
4: like that? I guess you could say...
2: I had the head start.
4: Can't be too careful with Balak's goons coming after us.
3: What did you do with the real innkeeper?
7: He's in the cellar, tied up and okay. We've been keeping him fed. We were
2: going to let him go before we skipped town, Nobody needs to get hurt here. We're not leaving without Nix. We have 1,500 marks riding on her. And I'm
1: also against kidnapping. Just on principle.
4: (laughs) I haven't been kidnapped. Not by him, anyway. And my name isn't Nix. It never has been. It's Ava. Ava Klein.
1: I knew something was weird about this job!
0: But Colette, Eisen, and Teles 4 weren't the only ones experiencing a revelation. Across the city, Jan Balek was sitting in his office, eagerly anticipating a visit from his second in command.
5: Come in, come in! Ugh, oh, I can
2: hardly wait. Good news, Mr. Balek. Our men iron and in Winterlich seem to have struck gold. They're with Nixon Klein at the Free Frogs out in North Underkopf.
5: Magnificent. Get the boys together. Rifles, pistols, Petrol bombs. We'll go out for a spot of hunting. It'll be great fun. Oh, speaking of. Yes, sir? Make sure one of them grabs my father's tool bag. I think I can make him proud today. Of course, sir. I'm sure he would be very proud of you,
0: Completely unaware that a cadre of dangerous men was rapidly advancing towards them, Colette, Eisen and Telesfor did their best to understand the exceedingly strange turn this job had taken. I can say, with the benefit of historical hindsight, that Ava and Rudi Klein were siblings from Berlin, whose alienation from their family had left them adrift in the world. With no home for them in Germany, they instead made their way into the Valorian Socialist Republic with the help of one Jan Balek. Both had gone into magical academia at first, having been sponsored in their training by Balek's organization, with Rudy cultivating his power of suggestion and Ava becoming an adept shapeshifter. Rudy would repay his debt as a petty hustler on Balek's payroll, and Ava would put in her hours at the Ruby Rabbit under the name Nyx. But both had a common curse they were too good at what they did to ever be freed. Balek would forever raise the ceiling of their debt, keeping them in servitude. And what Balek had framed as a kidnapping was, in fact, the siblings' desperate attempt at escape. Balek had hired Aya, Winterlich and co. to track down the duo on his behalf, believing they wouldn't see them coming, and it had almost gone exactly as he'd hoped.
2: I knew he was a dreadful man. Okay, okay, he's the devil, I get it. We can all lower our guns now.
1: It's Always the ones you most suspect.
7: We knew Balak would never let us go any other way. We'll be out of his clutches when we leave the country. If only we could get out of this damn city first.
1: I understand how you feel. I've kind of gotten weirdly used to dangerous people wanting to hunt me down by now.
2: Nixie, I mean Eva, can't you change his face? It'd make getting out of here a hell of a lot
4: easier. I'm not that kind of flesh crafter. They only taught me how to change my own body. That's what made me the perfect asset back at the Rabbit. The girl who can be anyone you want her to be, so long as you have the marks.
7: But we've got the marks now. If you three are willing to help us, we can pay for new papers from Leipzig, Paul, make our way to the border, and finally get out of this...
4: <gasps> Rudy, no! Hit the thing.
0: Jan Balek and his men had arrived. They were less concerned with retrieving their SKPs than they were with punishing their disobedience. And as such, they opened fire on the Three Frogs Inn without discrimination. Rudy Klein was fatally wounded in the process.
4: Come on, Rudy, we'll, we'll get you out of here. We'll find another Fleshcrafter
7: too late. (coughs) You want to get out of here. You want to survive this.
3: We're running out of
2: time! Eva, come on! Come on, we need to go! I'll kill him!
4: I'll kill him!
0: With Rudy's body sadly left to burn amongst the rest of the Three Frogs Inn, Colette, Eisen, Telesphore and Ava Klein limped out of the wreckage only to be surrounded by Jan Balek and his gun-toting henchmen. Damn it, Dolph!
5: You and the boys must have shot Rudy. (sighs) Shame. Terrible shame. I have all these tools. I wanted to take my time with that worthless backstabbing snake.
2: My apologies, sir. I'll do better next time.
5: Still, we got the rest of you to play with. And my darling little Nixie. I'm guessing the ship sailed on the 1500, aye? Eh? Bet you wish
2: you'd taken the pate now, hmm?
1: We don't want your pate. We don't want your money. We don't want anything to do with you.
3: I echo Miss Geis' sentiment. You are a truly repulsive little creep.
5: Your words wound me. But these tools. these will wound you a lot more. I'm sure we can find a salt barrel around here, can't we, Dolph? Anything you want, Mr. Balek. <laughs> Yes, anything I want Uh, You've been so quiet, Nixie Aren't you happy to see me?
4: I'm So happy to see you, Jan These These brutes And my idiot brother They thought they knew what was best for me They don't know what I know The only person who knows what's best for me Is you
1: Eva, you can't believe that, can you?
4: Eva isn't my name it's Nix.
1: No, it's not! He's brainwashed Dolph, you! Dolph,
5: grab the one with glasses and cover her mouth. She's upsetting my Nixie. Of course, Mr. Ballet.
1: Get away from me!
5: I really wouldn't advise you to do that. Shut up! Or have you shot! Nixie, my dear. Come, calm, calm. Oh, I've missed you. You don't have to see the ugly things I have to do to these people, you? You are my number one girl, my top earner.
4: I can't wait to go back to the rabbit. It's like my true home. I just feel like I'm meant to be close to you.
5: Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Silence. If you just done the job that you were hired to do, everything would be fine. You'd have your money, I'd be back to business as usual, but you, incompetent asses, ruined it. Uh, boss, a uh, red's glowing. Now you're back with us, my dear. It's like everything is right again.
4: <laughs> I'm all yours, Jan. After all, I can be whatever you want me to be. <laughs> my Nixie. I know what I want, Rudy. I want him dead.
0: It's extremely likely that Dolph was about to order the others to fire on Ava, Aizen, and Telesphore, but we'll never know for sure, because seconds later, the Kingmaker blew him into smithereens. Oh my god!
7: She blew up Dolph! And Nyx killed Balak!
0: Wait. That means there's nobody to pay
6: us. Yeah, let's get out of here.
3: Is everyone else alive?
1: Uh. Alive, but gooey.
4: More alive than I felt in years.
2: Aye, well, I really could have done all those 1,500 marks.
0: It had been a bittersweet ending for all involved. Ava Klein had gained her freedom and lost her brother. Colette, Eisen, and Telesfor helped her cash Rudy's chips, giving her enough money to purchase forged papers from leipzig Paul with enough left over to start a new life in Germany. Who Eva Klein became is, to this day, lost to the pages of history. Aya Winterlich & Co. had gained nothing from the venture. The Ruby Rabbit brothel would be shuttered a little over a week later, and when the Hundekopf police investigated the burning wreckage of the Three Frogs Inn, they discovered one Friedrich Reinstrom, the true innkeeper of the Three Frogs, tied up in the cellar, miraculously alive.
6: The Kingmaker Histories is a production of We Are Not Alive. This episode was written and executive produced by Henry Galley, with audio engineering by Meg Malloy Tooten and foley design by Jam Wright. Our music comes courtesy of Vivek Arbyshek and Technoax, and our theme was written and performed by Professor Shy Guy. This episode featured, in order of appearance, David Alt as the Historian, Blythe Renee as Colette, Josh Rubino as Talosfor, Tukai Nazir as Eisen, Denny Doyle as Dolph, Zane Schacht as Balek and Leipzig-Paul, Ron Guan as Rudy, and Eden as Nix, with additional voices by Addison Peacock, Meg molloy Lady Imperatrix, Charlie Green, Conflakes, E.J smith jamie douglas roscoe brownman matt baker and joe cliff thompson if you'd like to support the show visit the links in the show notes thank you for listening and we'll see you after our december break